welcome down to episode number 37 of the Down South Photo Show with me, Brendan Waits, here in Ocean Grove, Victoria, Australia, Down South, hence the name. Uh, and Good start. <laughs> and my mate, Cam Blake, who's even further down south in Hobart, Tasmania. Yes. Hello, Cameron. G'day, Brendan. Is it sunny Ocean Grove today? or is it, uh, uh... I normally just say sunny Ocean Grove, don't I? It's just like yeah, my go-to. It is. Uh, no, it's actually been... Oh, no, it's been okay. It's been it's been mild. Like it's yeah, okay. We're we're into late April now. We've we've passed mm. um, Anzac Day and all that sort of stuff, and it's still still quite mild here. Yeah, um, we we've actually just had some rain tonight uh, as we record. This is woke up. I was having a bit of a lie down because a bit on a bit under the weather, and I went, "What the hell is that noise on the roof?" And it's rain. Yeah. So and then you were literally under the weather. Then I was literally under the weather. Boom boom. You were Very you well. were under the weather on well, both fronts. Very well. Well, so played. you've you've uh, picked yourself up a little bit of a bit of a, a sniffle, a bit of a sniffle. Uh, I've done the COVID test and it's negative. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think uh, I just got back from a trip, so I think I might have copped a bit of a chill. Uh, we had a pretty cold trip as part of this, so I think uh, you know, mum, you know, my mums and dads always used to say, "Oh, you go outside, you get a chill," and I said, oh, no, no, "That's that, that's crap. <laughs> that's I an old wives' it, tale. It's surely. an old wives' tale, but I think it actually is right. Like, yeah. I think if you spend enough time." in the cold then i think you're a fair chance to get a cold or a bit of a sniffle but i'm okay i'm all good i'm going to soldier on through i haven't like i said i haven't got covid i did the test so to you covid didn't happen yeah Yeah. Um, not that it matters because our listeners can't get covid from you so well they can if they try hard enough not not through their ear pods (laughs) air pods well no that'll be the next thing probably Get get covid through audio they'll all be banned Yes. Um, now let's, uh, let's have a look at your background. What do you got going on behind you there, Cameron? Uh, I am currently sitting, uh, just below Cradle Mountain on the, what is it? The Western side of Cradle Mountain. So this is day one of the Overland track oh, and all this good. yellow stuff here is the Fagus tree, the famous nonophagus, nothophagus, uh, winter deciduous tree of Australia, um, sort of lines all around the mountains up in this Alpine region. So, yeah, this is a beautiful shot that we took uh, as we were walking along day one where we had warmish, nice weather. And then it went a bit pear-shaped after that. But we'll probably talk about that as we go along in the we'll uh, talk in the episode. about that in a minute. Um, what did you take that photo with? You know what? This is, I don't know, I've done this trap trip. I think I'm up to about 18 trips, I think, from memory. Uh, Tell you what, there wouldn't be many people who've done more than 18 overland. Uh, probably not. There's probably not too many. Um, I'm and sure I'll tell we'll be challenged on that. I'm sure we will. I'm if sure you've done will. more than 18 overland tracks, please comment below. Yeah, tell me how bad I am. Um, but I reckon what, what our main topic tonight, I'll tell you why I know I've done 18 as we talk about our main topic. But um, this is the first time I've done the track without a tripod. So I took, uh-huh. the, I took the new Olympus OM1 or the OM, artist originally known as Olympus, <laughs> um, the OM1, and I didn't take a tripod. I just took it all handheld stuff and... Uh, it worked a treat. It saved me about a kilo and a half for tripod weight. And yeah, so this is on the 12 to 40 uh, F 2.8 pro lens. Um, yeah, it's a great, it's a great system. And I say it every time I go and do this hike, every time I pick this camera up, when I go hiking, it just feels right. Like it's yeah. just, everything's nice and easy. Like I said, no tripod image stabilizer. Um, I use the inbuilt stable uh, inbuilt neutral densities on this trip. Um, it's perfect. It's a perfect hiking camera. So well, um, as we go through tonight's episode, 
Uh, I'm assuming you took more than just that one photo behind you. That's it. That's all I took for the whole trip. Okay. Wow. Long way to lug a camera for one photo. Yeah, it was. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. No, new... I took about 750 shots over six days. Is that all? And we're going to go through every single one of them tonight. That's right. So strap <laughs> yourself in, folks. <laughs> we're here for a long haul. Uh, no. So what I'll do uh, when we get to talking about your trip, we'll, we'll put a few of your photos up on the screen. Yeah, cool. Maybe a handful of them if you're, yeah. if you're keen to show them off. Um, my background, I'm going to get out of the way so you can see it. That's really bad. I'm going to get out of the way. Look, I can, I can get right out of the way. Wow, that's, that's a lighthouse in surface. That's right. Is that, is that a lighthouse? That is a lighthouse. That is the... That is the Point Lonsdale Lighthouse, and this is a shot taken from Ocean Grove Main Beach. Right. Um, that breaks all the rules, Cam. It does. Yeah, never take photos into direct sunlight. Don't you know anything about photography? No, no you don't do it. And you put your horizon straight in the middle and you put the surfer oh, in the terrible. middle. You've, you've broken every rule. I know. And the, the cool thing about this photo is that is a full-on 100% colour photograph. Yes. That is not a black and white shot. It, that's just how it came out. Yeah. And so, sometimes when you do shoot into the sun, you do lose that colour. You get yeah. more of the, the flare and the glare. Oh, the contrast is just... Yeah, it's out of, out of control. But, yeah, I remember when I was studying photography, it's like, oh, don't shoot into the sun. I'm like, what? That sounds crap. I'm going to try that. And sometimes you get some excellent effects, like the one you've got there. Yeah. Um, I like it because it's got the uh, it's got the two surfers and the lighthouse. It's sort of three in three yes. um, yeah. and is he, on, is he on a longboard, that dude? So... <laughs> I've had this photo for quite some time and it's yep. been up on display in my gallery a lot. Uh, well, in my shop, I've had three different people claim that that's them on the long. Oh, really? Now one of them, the two of them must be lying. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, but they, they, they get up close and look, Oh, that's me. That's definitely... And yes, he's on, he's on a stand up paddle board. He's actually holding a paddle. All oh, right. Yeah. Okay. I'm assuming it's a he even. Yeah, of course. It's he. And then this yeah. dude over here just fell off the back of the wave. Um, yeah. But funny, funny story about that photo. I'll be real quick. Um, this was actually taken quite some time ago, like uh, 12 years ago. Right. Um, and uh, I had my camera bag on the beach and just had the top sort of flap of it open like this. Yeah. And I had my daughter with me, Abby, who at that point was about two. Right. Uh, so, yeah, so it's got to be 13, 12, 13 years ago. And I'm there taking, my like, oh, this is so good. Look at this. It's all lining up. And then I turn around and look down, and here's Abby pouring handfuls of sand straight <laughs> into my camera bag. So he's picking up and just chucking them in there. And, yeah, it was great. It completely said, trashed one of my and lenses. And you said, oh, how cute are you, young boy? Aren't you just adorable? Oh, see how long see, for go, go for a swim. <laughs> yeah, there goes your inheritance. Yes. Um, yeah, so that was, that oh, was funny. Okay. That was my fault. All my fault, totally my fault. You can't totally. blame kids for that kind of stuff, can you? You can't blame kids for your own stupidity, and 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 no. I wasn't mad at her for very long no. at all. Um, Especially a two-year-old. No, so that's our backgrounds. Um, so you you your week was off on the Overland Track. Yeah. So for those of yes. uh, people listening who haven't heard Cam talk about the Overland Track before, can you please let our listeners know exactly where it is? Yes, I can do that. Um, the Overland Track is a sixty, traditionally a sixty-five k walk between Cradle Mountain, so the classic famous Cradle Mountain, at the north of the Cradle Mountain, Lake Sinclair National Park, and you, you walk all the way through the heart of the National Park and you finish down at Lake Sinclair, which is Australia's deepest freshwater lake. Um, so it's six days, 65 Ks. We camp the whole way on sort of wooden platforms. Uh, you go through mountains, you go through forests, rivers, lakes, you name it. You go through all these incredible landscapes. Uh, it's a 
photographer's paradise out there. Like you cannot take a bad shot. Even uh, even though the weather on day two and three into day four was quite ugly, uh, we woke up day two and we had the best foggy conditions you could ever think of with all these incredible snow gums and all wet bark and stuff like that. Like it just, it just works. doesn't matter what time of year you go down there. Um, just a beautiful walk. So, yeah, I took a group of people down there. Um, we had a bit of a participants mix. did you have? Uh, we had, uh, what did we have? We started off with seven Ooh. and we finished with six. Mm. So we had one customer who... Who's still out there. Who's still out there. We haven't been able to find them. <laughs> they were there day one. That's okay. Um, Maybe they'll find your lens. They might find a lens. Uh, we <laughs> had one customer who... Um, a little bit into day one was really struggling a bit. So they decided to actually pull the pin um, and ended up going back to Hobart. Uh, so they, they made the right call. They were, they were really struggling and uh, it might've been a bit more than they prepared for. Um, so they made the right smart decision and, and credit to them. They, they, they took the decision on the chin and decided to, to pull the plug early. Um, so yeah, we ended up with six uh, on the track plus myself and one of my guides. I've got to have, two guides at all times myself and someone else yep um so yeah it was a good trip we had a lot of laughter as always they're always a funny trip like you you're in each other's pockets for six days you get to know people pretty quickly and pretty well um and there's always banter and it's always fun and it, it usually gets in the gutter real quick yeah, <laughs> it's I'm, awesome <laughs> I, could, I could well imagine i'm also betting there's a fair bit of banter about uh camera brands and fanboys and things like that yeah a little bit like we get some people rocking up with all different brands and and yeah we some and, and of course you take the piss out of anyone who's not carrying an om system camera right? yeah i take the piss out of everyone it doesn't matter <laughs> um so yeah there's always a few cheap shots at uh, nikon and canon and things like that and yeah. um and that's one of the big questions in the lead up to these trips people are like oh how much gear can i bring you know how much weight can i take and it's like well you can bring your whole kit you've just got to carry it that's fine and you've got to have room to do it but Usually we find a camera and like a 2470 and maybe a macro lens or that can double up as a telephoto works really well. Uh, that's one thing I think people don't realize is that they've got macro lenses, which might be a hundred mil macro. Mm. They're also exceptionally well, good, uh, exceptionally well built for telephoto work as well. So you can shoot yeah. into the mountains and shoot a bit further into the scene. So, uh, but yeah, we had, uh, we had a Sony user and we had another Olympus user. So we had actually, and, and what else do we have? Yeah, Sony, Sony and Olympus were the two brands we had. So yeah, and iPhones. Everyone got their bloody iPhones out. It's just like, yeah, well, obviously, uh, know what they're doing when it comes to taking photos if they're using well, the right iPhone. Yeah, that is the best, the best camera that's ever been made. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. No. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, in terms of just to give a bit of an insight into one of these trips. Um, Obviously, a lot of walking each day. So we're talking. Yeah. There's a chairlift all the way through. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> Ten to fifteen k's a day, I would imagine. Uh, the longest day we do is seventeen kilometers. Yep. The shortest day we do is about seven kilometers. All right. So that's on a rest every day. Yeah, that, the way they've set it up, which is pretty clever, they do. You do like a long day, then a short day, a long day, short day, long yep. day. Yep. So day one's about eleven k's, but then day two is a real easy sort of seven k or so. Yeah, and then day three is a long day. Day four is a short day, and, and so on. So you, you get a little bit of recovery, and because we're a photography group, um, we're not allowed to, we're not allowed to stay in any of the huts. So there's huts at every campsite, which are there for the public. But because we're a commercial tour, we we camp on like these wooden lifted platforms in beautiful yep. little spots. 
But because we don't have to rush each day to try and get a bed or a bunk in the huts, we can leave whenever. So yeah. it's funny on day two, everyone's up early, you know, trying to get to the next hut to make sure they get their bed. We don't leave till lunchtime. We get up, take photos, have breakfast, come back, pack up our tents, have a look around, take some more photos. And then we head off and do photos along the way. And we roll in the camp. We've got our own little spot. We've set up, you know, we get it all set up in two seconds and yeah. away we go. So it works really well that way. Um, and it's very relaxed. Um, I always say as, as well on these trips that we're only as fast as the slowest person. So we're not, we're not trying to break records. Um, yep. we, just, we just make our way along at a leisurely pace. Yep. And, um, and as long as you're in, in location before sundown, I guess you're fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, yep. you know, I know the track too well now. I know exactly where we need to be at what time. And um, the day, the long day, it's uh, the 17K day, especially this time of year. Um, you do have to get going pretty early. But this time of year is ideal for all this Vegas colour that we've got behind us. So the first couple of days are all this sort of yellow, amazing colour. So we, we picked this time of year for a reason. But you do sacrifice a bit of daylight hours as well. Um, speaking of, of colour, we're finding here in Victoria that this is quite a late autumn. Are you yeah. finding that as well? Yeah, it's been a late one, but it's also been a late and a quick one. So it's changed, yeah. but it's changed really quickly. Um so where I am here, this this tree behind us now, I saw some photos from someone just a couple of days ago. So we're talking a week since I was there and it's almost gone red, orange. It goes, so these ones go green, yellow, orange, red, and then they fall off. So this is all this is all very orange at the moment, which has happened within a week. So yeah, similar, I think. And yeah. I'd I'd love to I'd love to know if anyone out there in our listening group knows why the colours change at certain times. Is it heat created or you know, is it dryness? Some people say if we have a really dry summer, we have a really good autumn. Some say if we have a really hot summer, we have, you know, an interesting autumn. I'd love to know the the relationship between that, if anyone does know. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because um, then you can plan things a bit better. Why would we Google that? Let's just ask our, our very knowledgeable audience. Absolutely. We're not Googling uh, stuff. Comment below if you know what goes on with autumn autumnal colour. Yeah, what, and why it changes when it does. So... <laughs> Um, the, so the Fagus tree, we have people travel from all around Australia to or even all around the world to come down and look at this tree. And Anzac Day is generally the peak of it. That's when it generally kicks off uh, or at, at its peak. But this year, it was like it's like a week behind. And yeah, I'd love to know. Yeah. I'd love to know why. So I've definitely seen that as well. And um, were you even you were, were you in Bright? <clears throat> uh, no, <laughs> oh. I, I I wish no. Uh, they they were from uh, twenty eighteen. So that was. Yeah. I've been to Bright uh, probably three times in the last four years, but they were from my first, well, yeah. one of my earlier trips up there in 2018. Yeah, right. I've been posting to, for those of you who don't follow me on Instagram, and why the hell would you? But um, Shame I've, been, <laughs> I've been linked in the description. I've been um, <laughs> putting photos up, uh, seasonal photos. So um, yeah. the photos I got up in Bright a few years ago, which I mean, Bright's amazing. I, it, I even said on one of the posts, I know it's bright and it's very cliche, but geez, it's good. It's, like it's, it's a great, it's a great spot for autumn. It's a great um, spot for um, photography. If you are into your landscape photography yeah. and you want to teach yourself how to use color in yes. a landscape photo, autumn in bright. Yeah. Well, there's your Mecca right there. Don't it doesn't, it else. doesn't get, mu- it doesn't get much better. Um, so my grandparents used to live in bright, as you know, and, my grandma or nanny, um, she used to ring me at a certain time. She hey, Cam, the colour's changing. You need to come up with your film camera and take some shots, um, which was awesome. But now Come I don't up with your that. box brownie, son. Yeah, well, pretty much. Um, so I didn't. I don't have that access anymore. But uh, but good plug and good segue because I, I am running a bright autumn workshop next year. 
It's back on. It was not intentional. No, it wasn't intentional. It's back on. I didn't do one this year, but uh, April 28th to May 2nd. Lovely. uh, Four spots only. So come on. Come in. Come all. Uh, once again, LinkedIn description. Will you can have a look there? And if you're interested in going on one of Cam's workshops to yeah, Bright, come along. Yeah. do it. Well, you come. You, you should come. It. Okay, I'm in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> our main topic for discussion tonight. We're going to uh, Cam's going to walk us through a little bit of a issue that he had. It's two two episodes in a row where Cam's had little issues with gear. So yes. um, I'm not I'm not I'm not having a good run. No, you're not. But that's all right because. And I'm not doing when, it on purpose to make topics for this from podcast. From your either. trials and tribulations, our audience gets to learn. So oh, what, what's the saying? You either win or you learn, and we're going to learn. Yeah, well, I'm not <laughs> winning. I can tell you right now. <laughs> uh, tell us what happened, Ken. Uh, so I got back from my trip, went to turn my computer on, and got the little – I use an iMac, and it loaded up, and then it stopped. And it stopped there for days. And I'm like, why is this not working? So I had to do a complete – rebuild or reinstall of everything on my mac um which is an absolute pain in the ass when you don't really have time to do it um so with that i had to pretty much wipe a lot of stuff off uh a few things so i i back up all my images are backed up on a hard drive and they're also backed up on a cloud drive i guess that's what we call it but um this hard drive i was using pretty much shat itself so all my images that were on that hard drive were no longer there on the hard drive, but they were on the cloud. So they're still there. Yeah. But now I've had to try and rebuild my Lightroom catalog and I'm now kicking myself in the backside so hard that I didn't spend more time cataloging it properly, yep. keywording it properly. Um, so I'm, I'm, I almost cried the other day because I've got almost seven or eight years of images. I've got to re-import, Oof. re-import. You know, the other episode you said, oh, sometimes I feel like just wiping the slate clean and starting again. <laughs> that went through my head the other day. I'm like, maybe I could just not worry about importing them and start yeah. again. I've, I've accidentally done that. I've actually, I've <laughs> actually done that. So, um, so now I've got to import seven or eight years worth of images and try and put them into these folders and catalogs and stuff like that like for example the overland track i was the same before how i know how many overland tracks done because every time i do a trip i create a new folder in my lightroom catalog you know overland track april 2023 and 2022 whatever and i can go through and count how many trips i've done well now i've got to go back and look at all the photos and then Mm. it's just a nightmare yes um and the hard drive that shat itself um i've got a I've had to buy some new hard drives today, external ones. Yep. So there's a lot of transferring of stuff onto a hard drive, then transferring it back. And <clears throat> excuse me, um, it's been a nightmare. So it got me thinking that, you know, maybe we can have a chat about, you know, making sure all our listeners are, are at least double backing up your images. So it's so easy. Like you input your card in, you import it into your Lightroom or whatever program you're using. And then generally it sits on that hard drive. But if that hard drive goes to crap, You've, you've lost your images because usually when you finish that, you format your card and go again, you've lost your images. So yep. I think what we need to drive home to our listeners and, and, and viewers is that you need to at least double back up your images. And I don't know how you run it through your shop because obviously you would have to back up customers' photos for a period of time and things we like do. that. Yep. Um, but it's been a nightmare. And again, feeling a bit under the weather and I'm usually pretty tired after I get back from these trips. I've got tents and everything drying out in the garage here i've got to do i've got so much stuff going on i've got another trip coming up next week and 
it's not what I needed. So I'm like, and, I'm, and in between, you're losing all your images. So that's and a, in between. I, in between, I've got to refine all my images and try and recatalog. It's just the whole idea of how do I? It, it, I've come to the conclusion now. What I'm going to do is, like, you know, I am going to start fresh, and I'm going to work year by year and import each year and catalog it properly into my yeah. Lightroom, and then go to next year and then next year. And the other thing that's and the reason why this is all gone pear shaped is because the Lightroom catalog was on that hard drive. I kept that. I didn't run my Lightroom catalog through my computer hard drive. I ran it through an external hard drive. And that was one of the things that wasn't backed up. So not only do you need to back up your photos, you also need to back up your Lightroom catalog because that's what keeps all the structure, so to speak, of your, of your Lightroom catalog in place. You can always bring yeah. the images in, but uh, Lightroom does a really good thing that if, if, you, if you move the images from one location to another, it comes up with a little exclamation mark. And you just click that and search the file name and it just picks up the image from where wherever the new location is. Yeah, it finds it on the but location, if, yeah. Yeah, but if you don't have that Lightroom catalogue, you, you might as well be walking around with the dark, in the dark, because it's just not trying, it's not going to find any because there's nothing to find. Yeah. So yeah. It's, well, been a, it's been a stressful couple um, of days. Not a Lightroom user, so I've never, never used Lightroom. Um, I always manually catalogue my photos. So yeah. Um, like you alluded to just now. Uh, so every time a new year clicks over, a new folder gets created. Yeah. Um, and whenever I go on a shoot, then uh, I start with what I call a scratch disc, where I'll yep. just put literally dump. That's everything just goes straight into that scratch disc. Yeah. Uh, I'll then separate them into, um, if I've shot any video files, I'll separate those out. Yeah. Uh, and then I've got literally the raw data so not just the raw files but you know everything's just yeah, in one that's right. place yeah yeah and then within that folder will be so it'll be 2022 january port ferry yeah you know here's the photos but within that folder is a folder called keepers which yes. are yeah so everything gets there's a structure to it everything gets broken yeah. down right down to yeah these are clearly the photos you're looking for so yes now, these, are, these are not the drones you're looking for. No, these are the images you're looking for. And, and yeah. I, I actually think I probably should do more Lightrooming yeah. purely because of the tagging that you can do. Yeah. But Lightroom's not the be-all and end-all for that kind of stuff. There are other yeah. programs out there that allow you to do that. Yeah, um, yeah. But well, I've found that's... over over the journey, my, my <laughs> system's worked fine. Um, yeah. I actually started quite some time ago, and I'm talking... This would be the last decade. It would be like 2007. Started putting high-res files onto Flickr. Um, yeah. So ever, anyone remember Flickr? Is that, <laughs> is that even still going, Flickr? It does. It still exists. Yeah. Um, yeah. My photos are all safe and sound sitting there on Flickr. Um, that's, that's, and... something, that's something I do that I've started doing recently. Well, probably not recently, in the last four or five years, is I use Dropbox. Yeah. So any, any of my keepers, so to speak, go into a folder on Dropbox. So one thing I did learn about this whole kerfuffle is that I've got my photos backed up quite significantly, either through Dropbox on this cloud, one I've got here, or a hard drive. So I've got plenty of options to get the photos. It's more about, like you said, how it's, you know, how it's structured and how you, you know. Yeah, and so that's when, scratch... you, when you actually want to go and find them. That's when yeah, exactly. Gets... That, that Scratch Dick's idea is is sort of what I do with my hard drives. I, I put the memory card in, I go straight to a, a hard drive and put it in there saying, you know, February, you know, whatever it is, 2023, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And away we go and put them in there. Then I import them into my Lightroom from there and then try and catalog it. But 
I guess the, the big lesson I learned here is that the Lightroom catalog folder or file itself is crucial because it's, it, that's pretty much your entire structure of how you've got your, your photos all laid out. Yeah. And if you lose that, then you're and starting you're from scratch. Yeah, yeah. Can, so can you back that up? You can, yeah. And I usually do. And I don't know. Okay. I think I used to back it up because it was off. Because if you run it through your normal hard drive, it can chew up a lot of your memory on the on the computer hard drive. But you yeah. can you can keep it external. Yep. But I think I think what I did is I, I was backing it up externally, but that's the hard drive that pooed itself. Yeah. And I lost that. So I did I did two and a half days of data recovery on this hard drive and brought out six and a half terabyte of information. Oh, goodness. But I've got nowhere to put it because I've run out of space. So I've gone out and bought, <laughs> I've gone out and bought two five terabyte hard drives today. Yeah. Uh, it's just been a nightmare. I just haven't got the time to worry about it. Is yeah. anyone out? Is anyone out in that group like a Lightroom expert who's got you know a week to come down to Tassie and <laughs> come down to Hobart and fix my computer up? Um, you can crash on Cam's couch. And yeah, look, I'll I'll even I'll even I'll even feed you and and, and supply your beverages. <laughs> but yeah, it's been a, been a bit of a nightmare. So it's it's yeah. yeah. I think it's important that you know people you know and all our listeners love taking photos, but just be just be sure. Like there is some things like you obviously can do um schedule backups of your computer and stuff like that but just just have a look at where you're storing your photos and make sure that if that storage area goes kaput you know can you still keep, get access to it or do you have them somewhere else so how many um how many photos are we talking about <laughs> do you want to know that one um that'd be interesting i'm just curious i mean my, because my life, i know my, like you and i do this this is our thing right so yeah. we, we take loads and loads of photos that's what we're supposed to do uh, God knows how like wedding photographers do it. Like, yeah. they take more than I would. So well, I've got I've got all my wedding customers in there as well because you've got to legally keep your wedding customers for seven years. Yeah, uh, we're talking over two hundred thousand photos. Yeah, that's a mm. lot, isn't it? That's and and lot. they're they're the ones that you've kept. Like they're not the, the ones uh, that you've discarded. They're, they're the ones that have, they're they're the ones that have come into Lightroom. Yeah, and talking about the one talking about before where you had the keepers. On Lightroom, I used to rate mine like a star rating. I used to rate all yes. the ones I want as a five star. And I found an older version of my Lightroom catalog that I imported, that I recovered. And it was still, that was from 2018. And that had 1,700 five star images. I know it was well into about two and a half thousand shots that I had keepers. Yeah. But now I've got to try and remember which, which ones were the keepers. Like I said, yeah. I don't know which one. Which yeah, ones. because you've lost all that file structure and, and yeah. the ratings as well. Yeah, like I'm sure there's pictures through there that I'm going to miss now or create completely new. I don't keepers. know, Cam. This this could be a blessing in disguise. This could be a little cleansing for Cam Blake. I, I'm and, trying uh, I'm trying to accept it as that. <laughs> it's, not, it's not working, though. <laughs> you're you're going to be looking at your photos through fresh eyes now. See, there's yeah, probably photos there that you haven't yeah. looked at for five years. Yeah, absolutely. And... And that's um, just that, like I said today, I went and bought these new hard drives. So what I'm doing is I'm going to do year by year. And, you know, yep. we're talking 2015 to now or so. So seven years, if I do, you know, one year, you know, I could probably get, get through it in a day. If I, I got go. probably seven days of work to get through them all and restructure them and uh, go you, from you there. Could, you, could do, you could do a year, <coughs> a year a day and then in a week you, you're up. You're good. Yeah. You're golden. Before I'm not having got time to play golf now. Oh well, this we need to talk about that. This is that's not good at all. Neither have I, by the way. Yeah. Um, anyway, okay. So, so <clears throat> what's what's the hot takeaway from this? Is is basically back everything up, people, but also back it up in a way that it's easy to find them at a later date. Yeah. Yeah, I think for anyone that's using Lightroom, 
um, my advice would be to back up your Lightroom catalog and it's a .lrcat file, so Lightroom cat. Yep. Um, back that up somewhere else and back it up regularly. So every time, you know, once a week, back up that Lightroom catalog because even if you are to lose structure, if you can re-import that Lightroom catalog into Lightroom, uh, then it's just a matter of finding where the images are. And, that, and Lightroom does a really good job of finding missing files really quickly. But if you don't back up that Lightroom catalog, you know, religiously and you leave it go a year or two years or four years, apparently in my case, yep. uh, and you lose it, then you're four years behind. You've got to try and create the last missing link. So that'd be my, my advice is back up your images at least twice, but back up that Lightroom catalog as well. Yeah, yeah, well... There you go, guys. Pro tip from someone who's experiencing it all at the moment <laughs> right now. Well, good luck. Hopefully it all... Yes, I'll give you an update and... next episode. <laughs> I'll be a lot, right. lot grayer. Well, that's right. Could you be? Yeah. Oh, cheeky. That's, that's, my, you that's, said my beard's get a bit long. I need to get it. It did. It grew. Now, we probably should have done this off the top, but we... We know we're being a little bit uh, uh, hit and miss with the with the pod and with the uh, with the channel at the moment, but uh, stick with us. We uh, we've just got a fair bit going on at the moment. It's just seems seems like all of a sudden the world came out of COVID and yes. just went 150 miles an hour yeah. forward. And uh, holy smoke, which is great, like business wise, I mean it's great and all that sort yes. of stuff. But uh, you know, you got to live, man. Yeah. Well, next next episode, if if we can line up the stars, hey, all the planets are lining up. Did you see that as well? I did see that. Yeah, that'd be a pretty cool photo to take if anyone's out there doing yeah. that. I if you take a photo of the planets, let us know. Can you, um, that's, that's mine. Line. Oh, that's yours. If oh. you have taken a great <laughs> shot of the planets aligned, yeah. please hit us hit us up. Hit us up. Um, hit us up. I was going to say as well. Yes. Um, next week um, episode. Um, episode 38 I, episode 38 i'm just going to check my calendar here because mm. i think we might be able to do it and i'll be in a different location i'll be on flinders island and i reckon i've got reception here i reckon we could maybe wow. do i could do the podcast from flinders island that would be very cool we will talk and we will let our listeners know when that's going to come back it sounds i mean not a lot of people go to flinders island flinders island is stunning king it island is, everyone goes to king island's as flat as 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 they would say, it's flat as a shit carter's hat. Yes. It's got some nice golf courses. Right. Um, but Flinders Island, to me, I find Flinders Island is, is, a, is an extremely amazing extension of Wilson's Promontory. Mm -hmm. It's got all those granite rocks and all those beautiful coloured waters, um, beautiful paddocks and coastline and rocks and things like that. So so I've got a group I'm taking, four people that were delayed from last year. We're rescheduled. We're heading off there next week okay. um, for a three or four-day little workshop there. Drive around the island. So, all right. Well, as you say, if the planets align, we will. Yes, we'll, we'll be seeing you from Flinders Island next week. Hopefully, um, it's time for everyone's favourite segment in the podcast. Dear Cam is back now. This was actually a hangover from last episode because Mel, who's now copped another shout out on the show for about his eighteenth time, not bad in thirty-seven episodes. Um, Mel, he he actually Hi, fired Mel. us off with two questions, and I think this was actually a bit of a follow up of what we've already been talking about this episode as well. So. Right. Uh, Dickhead, how do you approach memory card reliability? I've had card failures or become or cards fail or become corrupted more than once. Corrupted or become corrupt? Anyway, Come on now. The, the most recent experience <laughs> was shooting at a club event last Friday. 
which is now like a month ago because he sent this in ages ago. All seemed well. The camera was able to write to the card and read from the card. And when I went to review the images through the day, well, so he, he, he was able to view them yes. through the day. However, that evening when I went to download it to the computer, the card could not be read at all, not by the computer, not by a card reader, nor any longer by the camera. Should I be replacing my cards regularly? Regularly. Regularly. How many, how many cans you've been drinking? One and a bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, good question, Mel, and hi. Thanks again for your question. Um, I, I, I must admit, I, I have never touched wood, the way things are going next week. Yeah, touch yeah wood. This, will be, this will be your triple crown. You'll have yeah. your card fail. I'll be on Flinders Island. It'll be the greatest oh, don't shot even ever. Say. ever in my I'll just have to fly over and bring you one. Oh, if you have to. Um, <laughs> but I've never had a card failure. And I've shot weddings and I've shot loads of different things and I've never had a card failure. But the one thing I have done a fair bit, which I've thought was a card failure, was actually switch the little lock. Yes. Yeah, little cards have the lock sometimes. There was a, a, the OM1, uh, the EM1 Mark II, the way the memory card used to go in there. Always, a yeah, lock that one. switch right there. Yeah. Oh, I hate how you can't, there. I've got to put in front, there's a lock switch right there. Yeah. On the side of that memory card. Um, the EM1 Mark II, for some reason, the way the card slot was designed, always used to pick it up and, and it slot it onto did. the lock. Yes. It did. It was a and flaw, wasn't it? It was a it flaw. Lock your card, yeah. Yeah, so that's the only time. But look, I, I haven't replaced cards regularly. Um, I usually replace cards when I run out of room, when I'm running, you know, get, I'm needing more cards. But um, it might be it might be a couple of things. It might be the brand that you're using. Um, so I only use Sandisk cards, sponsored by Sandisk, not. Yeah. Um, I only use Sandisk cards, and I only use the extreme ones, which are a little more robust, and I think they're also weatherproof or waterproof and all that kind of jazz. Yeah. Um, and I think I'd, I'd also be asking where you're buying the cards from. If you're buying them online, you know, cheaper ones from eBay or something like that, then you might be getting some pretty cheap, dodgy sort of cards. But um, yeah, I think if you're if you're constantly getting issues with card reliability, I'd be looking at the brand you're using and I'd be looking at where you're buying it from and also how you're storing them as well. Yep. Um, but I haven't had much experience with Carfail. You probably have more than me because you get customers coming in all yes. the time. So I have. <coughs> and there's a few things to look out for. Number one, and I'm, people will be surprised by this, Counterfeit Sandisk cards are yes. everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Um, particularly if you are buying them from Flea Bay, um, it's pretty easy. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty easy to spot if you look at the back. Of, it's um, it's not going to come up on this camera. It might. It, at, the, at the back is an actual embossed Sandisk. You can oh, just yeah. see it there. Yeah, so you're catching see. the light there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Now the the counterfeit ones don't have that. So right. bang, there you go. Um, that so counterfeit Sandisk cards are awful because so people come. Like, oh, I've got a sixteen gig card. We put in the system, and it's like a three point eight gig card. Yes, it's I remember that at Camera House. We used to get people bringing cards in. Yeah, and and I'd have like ten photos on a sixty four gig card. Yeah, then and, and it'd be full. The sticker says sixty four. Yeah, card. yeah, it was dodgy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's one thing. The other, the biggest cause of a corrupted memory card, though, Mel, is pulling your memory card out before it's finished. It's job. So, or, or using a Canon. Oh, if you're taking photos, Mel, and you're particularly in burst mode, and you rip off a series of photos, you might not even know you've done it. But you, yes. you know, you might switch your camera off or pop the memory card out, 
when it's still trying to read or write. Yeah. Card readers are a bandit for it as well. Um, yeah. It's a good habit to get into on both Mac and PC of ejecting your memory card from card readers. So using the little eject thing on your in your uh, PC because the card isn't finished. It's still reading and writing. If you pull it out, bang, you've corrupted a segment which can corrupt the whole card. And that sort of leave it in like limp mode, so to speak, that you sort of it's halfway mm. through doing something and then... Mm. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, so you can I, lose power as well. So, for example, you'd yeah. be transferring a card and you have a blackout, for example. That can yeah. corrupt the memory card too. Well, I'll do what I did before because I'm an idiot. When I moved over my laptop down here in my little office garage thing and it was plugged in upstairs and Apple have the exact same coloured switch for the iPad, uh, the, the iMac as well as the laptop. And I was transferring all these files and backing them up and I pulled the big Mac power thing out and shut down the power thing halfway through about a 40 gig transfer oh i'm having i'm having a really good week you're having a shocker <laughs> yeah um yeah so yeah i must know i haven't had much uh issues with camera cards uh memory cards becoming corrupt yep um the only thing yeah the only thing i can think of is that you know maybe the cheap options and like you said maybe it's maybe it's a, a knockoff sand disc but you would you probably would have bought them from your store surely can't remember. Mm. I know. I know he's definitely done printing with me. I don't know if I've sent him any memory cards. Welcome to the anyway. Down South Mel Show. <laughs> <laughs> um, Correct. Do you right. most memory cards? Do they have a warranty on them? And, yes. and is corruption covered by warranty? Oh, that's a very good question because the manufacturer of the memory card can't ascertain how that card's been used. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I wouldn't have thought corruption would be covered, but no. who knows? It might be. Because any memory card that is corrupt, now, I mean, like, actually corrupt, can be reformatted, but, of course, you lose all your data. Yes. So that's that's the, the catch-22 with formatting a card. You're giving me nightmares already. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you can do things like uh, card recoveries and stuff like that, which yes. I've been known... To do there, there is very good recovery software, and Sandisk themselves actually make a good. You, you get you get recovery. free recovery software with your purchase, don't you? Well, with I, I think, used to. Well, you download it these days. You used to get yeah. a little disc. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think China Rage there, Ken. I think they now give you like a serial number that you go. No, they give you a QR code. Oh, it's a QR code, and you scan that, and off wow. you go to their website, and you can get little. Uh, yeah, uh, but of course you've got to put all your details in, so they've got all your details. Cheeky buggers. The way of the world. So, Mel, in short, um, it sounds like, as Cam said, you might be having, although I, I'm assuming this has only happened the once. So, but, yeah. You know, but, um, well, it says it's, I've had cards fail or become corrupted more than I once. have had cards, plural, fail. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So, um, I think we need to talk about the common denominator here, and that's Mel. Mel. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. I, I think yeah. it's more the user. <laughs> than, the, than the card and i would be yeah. i'd be really surprised if he wasn't a canon user yeah did you ever when, when we were working at camera house did you ever use the phrase picnic picnic yeah. i think i remember that i don't know what it stood though for yeah problem in problem in chair not in camera talking about uh <laughs> war warranties and stuff like that do you remember the People used to bring in their cameras and say, my camera's broken. It's, it doesn't work anymore. I took it to the beach and it stopped working. Mm. I, re I remember this one customer came in. It was fuming and wanted to see the manager. And uh, I think we got Landon. Remember Landon? Oh, how could you forget? Hi, know. Landon. He's Hi, watching. Landon. If you're watching, he's clearly a fan. Um, he came down from level three up in the up in the palace, the golden palace up the top there. <laughs> and he came down and uh, the customer said, yep, this camera's knackered. You need to give me a refund. 
And I was standing there talking to his customer, like, and I said, well, you've taken it to the beach and, you know, there's probably something wrong with it. No, it doesn't say, you know, anything about the beach and being a problem. Anyway, Landon just opened up the battery compartment to take the battery out and half of St Kilda Beach fell out of this battery compartment <laughs> onto, onto the bench. And uh, he just looked at his customer. The customer looked at us and went, oh, well, I'll, I'll just take it with me and, and just walked out. He, yeah, like, yeah. Tried, tried yeah. to pass it off that the camera was faulty, yeah. but it had, you know. 600 litres of uh, salt oh, and sand yes. in the camera. Yeah, when a little little Sahara desert falls out of the camera. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, waterproof cameras uh, had a bit of a run. Remember Olympus came out with their waterproof camera yes, way the back. Tough, yes, the, the, tough, tough the TG, camera. yes. I want to buy the uh, the camera that the dog eats. Remember that? Remember they had a dog? Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. The big dog ate it. Uh, they had so many problems with people <laughs> not checking the seals properly that they ended up actually putting a um, they did they an they indicator it. inside that would turn dark red if it had moisture inside the battery compartment. Yes, that's right. For that very yeah. reason, and, and yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they caught out. Well, they didn't catch people out. They were covering their own backs because you know yeah. you know these cameras getting flooded all the time. So smart, that's smart another story, Cam. We've gone way off. Kendrick. Hey, speaking of waterproofing though, and and stuff like that. We had uh, two or three days of pretty poor weather on the overland track. Like it was really misty and muggy. They all blamed and, you, right? Of course. It's your fault. Because yeah, I'm God. I, I create, <laughs> I, I control the weather. <laughs> That's right. Um, but I had my camera out shooting in every single condition. Unreal. Yep. And the guy with the Sony, same thing. Yep. Um, he had his Sony out. That's got weatherproofing. So it was a really good lesson in the fact that just because it's a bit drizzly and miserable doesn't mean you, you can't take photos. And we got some great cracking photos of all these misty bits. We had uh, some very heavy frost on a couple of mornings. So we had some really cold mornings. Cameras worked no problems. Um, so it was a really good lesson in the fact that these cameras these days are, you know, you don't, you don't go dunking them in the river, but they are pretty damn resilient. Yeah, um, pretty, pretty robust. I mean, they the, are the, very, yeah. the, the weather ceiling uh, is, is pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's my understanding that with the new Sony and the new Olympus, you can actually hold them underwater. Yeah, you can uh, run them. I, I literally for a period run, of time. Yeah, if I get home from a shoot on a beach or something like that, I literally run my Olympus cameras under the shower for five seconds, wash them all off, dry them off, and away we go. It's, it's just bizarre. It's bizarre. It took me it took me a, a bit of a, a bit of a deep breath to do it the first time, but then it kept working. I'm like, well, oh, obviously that's yeah. what they're made for. Yeah, so, um, it just conjures up all kinds of images with you in the shower and your cameras, but. Anyway, we won't go there. If you um, like to, no. <laughs> if you have a dear cam question, uh, please yes. send it in to us. Uh, send it below. There's links. There's you guys know how to do it by now. Yeah. Uh, so what have we got? have we have we increased our subscriptions? Subscribers? Uh, we decreased them. We went down. I don't we, know what happened. What did, did you we, say, Cam? Did we lose a subscriber? We lost two. Really. <laughs> Wow. Look, maybe, maybe, maybe Elon Musk bought, yeah, you know, blame, blame uh, YouTube as well. Maybe they threw YouTube in with Twitter. Two fifty. Sure. We got two hundred and fifty-two at the moment. Oh, well, we went to two fifty-three. We went back to two fifty-one. We're now back to two fifty-two. Maybe someone like unsubscribe went. Oh no, no. They I, say I the first thousand is the hardest cam, and it's proving to be the case. <laughs> we've, been, we've been on around about two fifty for a long time, haven't we? Uh, a little bit too long, but that's probably because we haven't been sort of. We haven't actively plugged it, have we? Or been regular, but that's okay. I've been that's pretty fine. regular. It's good. Um, what have you got coming up next week? This well, this uh, Flinders, Flinders Island next week. Yep. Uh, crying over my computer this week. Okay, nice. So you got your uh, now. That's a that's a workshop. Flinders that's Island. a workshop, and I've just bought a bus. Did you see that? 
Cam bought a bus. I bought a minibus. I did see that, and yes. uh, I'm excited. Yeah, so I have now have a minibus to run my photography workshops in and can travel anywhere in a bus and put people in comfort, up to 12 people. Yep. Um, so um, my friend used to run a business that did uh, overland track and hiking transfers, a bit of mountain biking and stuff like that. So I've actually bought the business off him. So, um, but I don't know if I'm going to be doing everything he did. It was more so to get the bus and my business a yep. bit more there. So I'm going to be able to do more one on, you know, sort of one day workshops around Hobart and Tassie and things like that. So I'm meant to be going to Cradle Mountain tomorrow uh, to drop off some people to start the overland track. I'm doing a bit of a drive if I feel fine. Good. Otherwise, otherwise my other driver, also known as my wife, will be uh, will be doing that one. But yes, um, so that's happened. That happened last week or this week, and then yeah, Flinders Island next week. And then I have a week off and then I'm off doing a East Coast trip along Tassie in the bus as well. This is fantastic. You've got That's lots good. of lots of trips and tours are all kicked off again. That's great to hear. That's all going, yes. And has yeah. your is the shop slowing down or is it getting busier? Uh, so we have um, we have just been through a couple of weeks of school holidays. My goodness, the public holidays, like they just kept coming. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. It's uh, Anzac Day public holiday I'm a massive fan of. Um, yep. But it, Easter and Anzac Day were butted up against each other yeah, weekend were, after weekend. So yeah, it, yeah. it um, uh, and I think the weekend before that was the Masters. So I, I stayed up late and watched a lot of golf and then all of a sudden I had lots of work to do and then it was public holidays and we had kids home from school and all this sort of stuff. So it's pretty you're full not burning on. The, you're not burning the candle, candle at both ends, are you? Burning the midnight oil. I know. Mm. We can we can do that. So um, the shops are nice and busy, which is great. Uh, yeah. Cameraandphoto.com.au. There's a plug for you. Uh, Torquay Ocean Grove. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's been it's been great. Um, still short on a staff member, but we're getting still. there. I'm, okay. Yeah, got uh, it's, it's, it's quite a unique sort of role that i'm looking for someone for in terms of hours so yeah yeah um we'll get there we'll be fine that's all good yeah so yeah yeah just a lot of uh nose to the grindstone printing photos printing canvas prints as per usual so i am looking you're in correct and looking forward to my trip up to dalesford next weekend next week um so i'm going to go up there on can't remember what day, but um, I'll fit that in amongst everything else that's going on. So is that for, that's that's for the autumn colours, isn't it? Yeah, I just want to. I just I think I mentioned it last episode. Yeah. I just need to get behind the camera again. Um, yep. Probably take the drone, have a bit of a look around. So yep. looking yeah, forward to doing that. Yeah. Uh, so that is has been episode thirty six of the Down South Photo Show. Unless thirty seven as well. No, was it 37? <laughs> that has been episode 37 of the Down South Photo Show, unless Cameron's got anything else to add. No, I've added in my last bit. <laughs> you can you can go now and stop talking and, and rest your vocal cords, which are yes. hammered. Yeah, they are a bit hammered, but that's okay. Um, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. No Don't forget to tell your friends and family about this awesome little show we have. Yes, um, and we will be back with episode 38. Yeah. Uh, in the near future. Do you want me to do the episode numbers? We'll be back with episode 38 in the near future. <laughs> Bye for now. Ciao.